Hello, friends. It is the All Our Kids podcast, and I am Mariana Latovich, not quite alongside Kyle Blander just yet, uh, but I am on my way to him, and I'm doing a pre-recording recording because I am so excited about today. This is a day more than two years in the making. Kyle and I have recorded a few podcasts over the last couple of years, but we've never been in the same place at the same time while we were doing that. Um, and today, we are going to be in the same place at the same time for the first time. Um, and I am just, I'm so excited. So, I am recording my arrival to his house, um, perhaps like a creepy stalker, but I'm almost there, and we're going to see how this goes. It's going to be so weird. Uh, I'm going to see him in three dimensions instead of two dimensions on my computer monitor. And we're going to share some raspberries because I brought some raspberries, which is our traditional podcasting snack. All right. I'm in his driveway. We're going to see how this goes. Yeah? You didn't go tacos? You have the same cat. Oh. I said you don't have the same cat. I was like, no, no, no. You have the same cat. I don't believe that wall used to be purple. Correct. It was not. That was uh, month number one of the pandemic. (laughs) Family activities started at 730 at night. Oh, yes. Those panicky first couple of months. I love it, first of all. That's a good look. Yeah. Okay, you want to know what I've actually been thinking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's your table where we sit. Yes. And I have been wondering if you still have those bands on the chairs. Yeah, uh, we have oh, there's and one left. you do. Left. Yes. There's only one left, though. Where is it? That's right there. Yeah. That's where I'm going to sit. Yeah. They're so, they're so fun. Oh, I'm so excited. This is amazing. All right. How are you? Who's your weekend? Welcome back. It's the AOK Podcast alongside Mariana Latovich. I am Kyle Belanger. This is the AOK Podcast where we are fostering community, raising awareness, and supporting families. And uh, we're back from a little break, Mariana. Just a little break. Well, so we have recorded over the last couple of years, uh-huh. uh, but you were, as I recall, in your Berkshire County studios. That's right. Which is to say your parents' basement. My parents' basement. And I was in my Hampshire County studio, mm-hmm. which is to say the desk next to my bed. <laughs> That's right. And we were on screens in two dimensions. Oh my gosh. What a, what a, I mean, that was the very beginning of the pandemic experience. I recall it June of 2020, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was one. I think I think it's been not quite that. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's not. So a friend was telling me about his wife's uh, master's program recently, and he made it seem that she finished in like nine months. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive that she finished <laughs> that. And then he thought about it. And he was like, wait, that's not right. And he couldn't quite figure out how long it had been. So he was like, it was like a pandemic in two months. <laughs> so, that's a great so it's a unit of time, a pandemic, a pandemic in two months. It reminds me of, do you remember when the Car- there was like one Kardashian marriage that was like seven weeks? Or yeah, or so? yeah. And so there was some um, algorithm online that you could plug in how many years you'd actually been married and it would tell you in Kardashians. Oh, do I, didn't, I don't remember that. That's yeah. awesome. So at the time, you know, say I, I had been married for like five years and it's like, you've been married for 71 Kardashians. <laughs> so I think it's been a pandemic. <laughs> I love that as a, no, that's not metric. A pandemic is not metric. That is. I'm not uh, sure where it comes from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know from where it emanates. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to do 
do some research. This is a, um, I mean, this feels really good. We are just to bring people in visually. I know, um, you know, this is not a, a, a visual medium, but we are together in my house at my kitchen table the way that at the same time at the same table yes mondays were our time to record right. you graciously brought the raspberries which are a tradition of ours the traditional raspberries if if you hear uh, me um uh, a slurping map, on a some slur berries. yep it's gonna be and you brought this just beautiful juices we have some tangerine and grapefruit juice and i'm feeling so energized today um not just because this is also i should say in the interest of full disclosure this is our first day that our children have had uh, have had the option of wearing masks in Maskless schools. Monday. Yeah, in almost two years. Did and it, your children take masks at school? They did. All my children took masks. They school took too. masks, and my my youngest said to me, "Oh, I will also have one of these muffins." Thank you so much for bringing yeah, the refreshments. Absolutely. <laughs> one of my, my 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 youngest said to me, "You know, I'm probably just gonna bring it for when I feel uncomfortable." Aww. And I was like, "What a great articulation!" He recognizes that there will be discomfort. Yeah. And. And to to have it as a as a security as a blanket. Security blanket for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I went to my son's uh, basketball game yesterday, and it was I think there are two basketball games left. But we've been you know going to basketball games for months and months and months. Always masked. The kids are all masked. The refs are masked. The coaches. Everybody's masked. And we walked in yesterday, and nobody was masked. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was masked, and my son was masked, and I pulled down my mask to my chin. Because I felt awkward having it because nobody yeah. else had it. Yeah. But I couldn't bear to take it off my face. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I understand. I don't, I, I don't know what is happening here. And I saw everybody walking in after me and they were holding their masks and looking around like dumbfounded. Yeah. Like they didn't know what to do at all. It's, it was a fascinating weekend to be in our area. It was really weird. It really was. And I will say that one of the things that I think helped me transition over the last couple of months was that I was able to do some work um, and travel to some locations in our country that aren't as vigilant as we are here in Western yeah. Mass. And it helped me because there is also, um, there's, I mean, mask peer pressure shaming is a real thing, sure. right? On both, on, on both sides, on both sides. Spectrum, yeah. I didn't want to be the first to take it off. Right. I didn't want to be seen. I mean, I, I was, I just between you and me, I was uh, I was I yeah. Don't tell anyone. I was like going grocery shopping um, in in a couple of towns farther away just so I could practice not having my mask on. I didn't want to be like that's how Seriously? I was because I was like I know eventually I'm gonna have to get used to this again. Wow. And so and I was in Los Angeles for a week where we were required to show our vaccination cards okay. to get into restaurants, but every event I went to there wasn't a mask to be seen, hmm. which was such a, it was a no good transition. all those red carpet events you were at. No, we all had them in our pockets. Sure, We all had them in Just our pockets. In case. Just in case. Just in um, case the mask police were to descend. Exactly. Wow. I had this great moment. Uh, I was working with uh, John Sally, who is a, uh, um, Who's uh, you know won NBA uh, titles with Kobe with um, with Jordan and with the Pistons and he and I did a bunch of work together and at one point I was I was you know, helping him and I was took took like a little little Purell and I was wiping off his microphone for him and he looked at me and said Kyle there's no pee section in the pool I was like what he's like think about that I was like all right John you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a moment where I was like, all right, I think it's about time for me to readjust where I am. I there, guess so. There is no peace. There's no smoking section in the restaurant. Right. There's no pee section in the pool. Well, uh, 
but you know that means it's all a piece section. That's ex- that's exactly yeah. that's exactly it. So, yeah. So I was right to feel dirty the whole week because sure, we were sure. all in the piece section. But you're just gonna throw up your hands and say, "Well, that's 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 how it is now." Got the vaccine. That's how it is boosted, now. tripled up, and uh, and I, it's funny. I and I know you know this is not at all a, a, a political podcast, and yet we we don't shy away from who we are as people. But I'm so curious about the way that. The way that we've all over the last, well, I'll take it back to 2016, we've all sort of um, been pushed to our sides of the room. And the way that this sort of coming back to the mean, uh, I think about this a lot. You know, now we have the option of not wearing masks. We've all had the option of being vaccinated now for, well, people above five years old have all had the option of being vaccinated. And it's going to feel really strange for those who were rattling their saber on one side of the room or the other to realize that, um, you know, we, we're... We're adjusting we're adju- to the middle. Yeah, to yeah. the middle. Because it really is a middle thing right now, right? Yes. It's not casting judgment on the people who aren't wearing masks. It's not casting judgment on people who have masks. I mean, I think that's the idea. That's the idea. People are still casting judgment. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they will continue to do so. They will until they don't anymore. Until it's like a toothache, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Until the next thing that they yeah. want to cast judgment about. You know what? That's that's beautifully put. You're right. And it's sad, but it's also exactly yeah. true. Um, so, you know, just looking down on this episode as we, you know, get back together and get things going, we are so excited about, and we'll tease some events we have coming up um, at, with uh, AOK coming up in the next couple of months, including some roller skating, a chance to get out and run in the park, some unbelievable work we have with with some you know some marionettes. I mean, we're really gonna get to all of the activities. Work with marionettes. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's how I, I'm a basketball coach with, with Danielle I, Cook. I we think that's talk about really the layup. Maybe overstating <laughs> it. No, we're working with marionettes. We're. You. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You're doing it. I'm volunteering your... If I say it on a podcast, it's true. That's true. Like it's, the internet. Yeah. It's like Yeah. It's like Joe Rogan. If yep. you say it on the podcast, For it... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, rogues? We all hang out in the podcast green room. <laughs> Amazing. Kyle, um, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, two years ago... What is it? It's... Uh, yeah. It's March of 2022. So yeah. Two years ago... Yeah. Almost to the day. It was March of 2020. Yep. We got sent home. Mm-hmm. Our kids got sent home and they said, it's going to be a couple weeks. Yeah, they did. It's going to be a couple weeks and we got to flatten the curve. Remember that? Mm. Flatten the curve and uh, wow. take some pressure off our healthcare system. Donald Trump was our president. Yeah. And somehow those two weeks turned into, I don't know, a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. How did we make it through? 620 Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, poorly at times. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, gosh, it's so funny. It's not funny. We're going to be unpacking this uh-huh. for our lives. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, the, the, the good that has come out of it, um, I believe is that, uh, the conversations about mental health, hmm. um, seem to be more pervasive I have people maybe easier to access, maybe easier to access. Yeah. But in order to get there, um, I think we all had to stare into some pretty dark pits. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for me to talk about. Everyone knows I'm a crier, but like, it's hard for me to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that like recognizing how pretentious everyone knows, but they do. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much I cry. Um, it's hard for me to think about without, without going, without accessing those places, the actual flipping fear that, 
that that we all face yeah. face present tense in some respects. Yeah, no, for sure. And I remember, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of years and how I made it through and how it has fundamentally changed me as a person, yeah. as a parent, as my my worldview and my my hopes for the future and all kinds of things and one of the craziest things about it looking back was just how isolated we all were. Yeah. And I don't know how we survived that. I, I agree. really don't know how we survived that. And I'm not even a people person. Yeah. I would I I feel like I would be very happy in a cabin in the woods by myself. And yet <laughs> I I really struggled. Yeah. I struggled a lot more than I thought I would. And perhaps to be fair, perhaps I struggled because I wasn't alone. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was home with five other people uh-huh. 24 hours a day, seven days a week for more than a year. Did it, was there a moment for you where you f- fully lost your own identity? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is not a setup. This is an authentic question. And I'm so happy that I'm seeing you. Some people I think listen to podcasts are like, they've already had this. No, we haven't had this conversation. No, we haven't had this conversation at all. So I, in the last few months, I have realized that I've totally lost myself. And I don't know how much of that is related to the pandemic, how much of that is related to just like the age I am, the mm-hmm. age my kids are maybe. I don't know. But I think I might have come to this realization anyway. I think the pandemic really sped this up. I have no idea who I am anymore outside of being a parent, outside of being a spouse, and outside of being a worker. That's it. And I think those are the only three things that I had space for over the last couple of years mm-hmm. because there wasn't space for anything else, mm-hmm. which, is, which is weird because we were all doing nothing, yeah. and yet there was no space for anything else. I think some people approached quarantine or isolation or whatever thinking oh i'm going to explore my hobbies right i'm going to you know do some home renovation projects like your beautiful purple wall first thing you notice when you walked in first thing i noticed and what did i tell you that was the third week of quarantine and the (laughs) second month of quarantine my kitchen and my kids playrooms turned blue from yellow yes and you know that was when i still had some energy yeah i was like all right i'm gonna make the best of this we're gonna do it it's gonna be okay we're gonna get through it and there came a time that i was like oh my God, I don't know how I can survive this. Yeah. And talk about mental health. I am feel very, very, very fortunate that the year, yeah, the fall before the pandemic, I actually started medication for anxiety, mm-hmm. not recognizing that my entire life I had had this really crippling anxiety disorder. And it, it has, I think it has changed my life. I, I will say that. Um, I don't know how I would have made it through the last couple of years without it. Mm-hmm. And you, I think, I remember, I don't know how long ago, it was like half a pandemic ago that you <laughs> said to me, you know, but there's some, because you have this amazing ability to always see the silver linings and things and, you know, see the positive and things, or at least articulate it, even if you don't believe in it. I, I haven't decided. I can't tell. I don't know. But you said, you know, it, there ha- it has been really nice to be home with the kids and to spend some time with them and... And I said, and there's a, I, I will give a trigger warning about some suicidality here. I said, Kyle, I was this close to finding the tallest thing I could find and jumping off. And you're, and I don't think that's true, right? I don't think that I, that was, that's literally true. But there was, there were definite um, escape fantasies that I was engaging yeah. in the entire time. Yeah. And you said, 
okay, so you're not you're not quite ready to see <laughs> to see. The is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, that is what you said. <laughs> I'm not a hashtag not a therapist. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, um, yeah, those. I actually just recently, in the last probably two months, have started to recognize just how dark it had gotten for me. Mm. Um, and I, 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 mine manifested, my hopelessness manifested in a very different way. Mm -hmm. I had just fully stopped, I had, I had fully stopped caring for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't even mean that like in like a, and I wasn't even brushing my teeth. Like I, I legit was done. Mm -hmm. I just thought, um, and maybe honestly, um, I, I haven't had, I haven't talked to anyone professionally about this yet, but maybe, maybe that's the way that like, that's the way that, that, that w some people slide into feelings of sort of hopelessness in the end. And like, cause I had in my mind actually articulated, I've had, you know, I've had a good run. Like I, if I'm, this is how it's going to end, this is how it's going to end. And I didn't mean like an impending end. Yeah. Again, like I'm yeah. not talking about like a violent end. Right. Right. I'm just talking like I've, I'm, my purpose is to make sure my children are healthy. Yep. Make sure my, when my, you know, my wife is healthy. Make sure my cat is fed. Like I want to make sure the house is good. But I'm, and this is li literally what I said to myself. I'm, I'm 44 years old. Maybe, maybe this is when I just let it go. I mean, like I was just living as unhealthy as I've ever lived in my life and um, actively not caring about myself. Did you myself. notice at the time or are you only noticing in retrospect? I am noticing, I think, what that actually says big picture. But yeah. at the time, I, I was fully aware of it. I was like, you know, bump this. Like, I'm I just like, honestly, like um, starting with starting with beers at 11 in the morning mm -hmm. um, and not even like getting drunk. But like sure. but like my my whole uh, my whole desire my whole desire to 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 do um, to to do things right was gone, mm. um, and and I'm just now realizing it. it's funny because Caroline, my wife, said to me she noticed she was the first one who noticed really an, an article. Well, probably well, not. She noticed. was maybe the only one who was in a position to notice to, aside yeah. from your children totally who wouldn't true. have noticed. And she said to me, she's cat. like, you need a you need a you need a hobby. You need something mm. something to like give you your feelings back. And, uh, and I, and I found that and thankfully, and it's funny, I found it in like some of the, I'm looking for ideas. What was it? Well, my, I ran back to my first ever hobby. I'm collecting baseball cards again. Oh my God. That is adorable. I don't mean that. To, I, I don't mean that to sound patronizing, I, I, but it is so adorable. And I, and I, I had a hard time figuring out why also, I did I it. Also, I can't. That's not a thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but thank you for the idea. Love it so much. And That's like, so great. and I go down to the basement now and I like, because it was the first thing I, when I was 12 that I did that oh. made, that connected me and I do it and I listen to the same music I listened to then. And I didn't even realize then psychologically I'm listening to like 80s hair metal as I'm doing it. I'm doing the same thing. I have We're rekindled. We're connecting. With I have rekindled my love of all the music that I listened to as an adolescent and remembering who I used to be. Oh, and I think about, I think about this path that I've been on since then and every step along the way that I have done something f for someone else, like I have become a parent or, you know, I have, I, I, I have, I have dropped pieces of myself mm -hmm. along the path. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm seeing it now is that I'm going back, trying to figure out where I dropped those and picking them back up. And whether they fit now or they don't, doesn't matter. Yeah. I just want to remember. 
I just want to remember who I was and, yeah. and where I got lost and how that is part of who I am now. Because, you know, my friend, our, our, our friend Andrea, uh, whenever we, we, ha we see pictures of our kids when they, when they were little, she, she has this phrase, and I don't think it's hers, I think it's somebody else's, but the phrase is, they are all the ages they've ever been. You know, mm. you look into your kid's eyes and they are all the ages they've ever been. You can see them as a little baby. You can see them as a young child. You can see them as the budding teenagers they are. They're all the ages they've ever been. And over the last couple of months, I'm thinking to myself, damn, I am all the ages I've ever been. I needed to hear that. I am all the ages I've ever been. And just because I am now 40, whatever, 42, I guess, um, doesn't mean that I'm not also this excited 18 year old yeah. or this you know really hopeful 22 year old or this very depressed 12 year old <laughs> you know like yeah. I am all the ages I've ever been um, and I'm trying to go back and 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 find that again that's really inspiring I needed to hear that I see I turned that into about me well, I needed that <laughs> <laughs> that's for me and that's why I said it <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good reminder that also, our kids, like, uh, the, and I don't mean our kids, I mean, like, the all our kids' kids. I mean, these, the, I think as we come out of, we're not coming out of it, as we continue to evolve through the current historical moment, mm. these um, children who, uh, who, you know, who we advocate for and families for whom we advocate um, and raise awareness um, are also all of the ages they've ever mm. been. And... You know, you and I have, I think, done some really, and, and the whole board and the whole AOK team um, and, and, and staff has continued to do such important work on their behalf, but uh, on, uh, on these families and these kids. But it's important to recognize, I think, that this is a population that is also evolving through all of the ages that it's, uh, and, and, mm. and these last two years have aged us all. And, and exponentially so for some of the trauma that some of the um, children in, in, in care right now are experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are there are families and children who are new to the yeah. child welfare system as a result, not maybe not as a result of the pandemic, but during these pandemic times. And mm -hmm. I think the experience of their experience is so impacted by those times that we're living in. And I just imagine because I can't I mean, I can't I can barely imagine it's hard enough to be a child who's removed from their family, placed in foster care, maybe in a new community, going to a new school during regular times. But there certainly were kids who were removed from their homes, placed in foster care for the first time with somebody they didn't know in lockdown, yeah. in isolation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope, I think that things are a little bit better now, but geez, <laughs> That the trauma of that experience, mm -hmm. I think, probably far surpasses the trauma that they came from. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it, it's not the right thing to have done, perhaps, but right. I think we all need to, um, you know, fully realize and embrace the fact that there's so much trauma for all of us and for the families who are involved in the foster care system, for the kiddos who ha who are through no fault of their own involved with the foster care system that trauma has been so magnified mm -hmm. um and a lot of families dropped out too because it was just too much it's too, it was too much for them to be 
caring for themselves to the extent that any of us were caring for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, caring for their children, just mm -hmm. trying to keep their head above water, and also not only maybe welcoming new children into their family, but dealing with the state bureaucracy in all the confusion about the pandemic while being a foster parent. Mm -hmm. it's so, it was so much. It was so much for so many of our families. And I think quite understandably, there were families who just said, I can't, right. I can't do it. And that's okay. Yeah, That's okay. As much as we advocate for families to become involved to the extent that they can, not everybody can, and that's okay. Yeah. You do yourself and your family and your community a disservice mm -hmm. by overextending yourself to the point of burnout, to the point of depression. Um, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. So <laughs> I, do, I do have a quick story. Awesome. My 40th birthday was the last, uh, for many people in, in my personal community, the last like big hurrah before COVID. It was. Right? So it was December of 2019. Um, I, did, I did have a, a bit of a celebration. Um, it was a big deal and we were all so happy, so clueless about what was oh to come. Oh my gosh, right? I know. So clueless. Anyway, it was so fun. Um, the point of that is that I got a gift certificate to a spa for from from somebody from a friend and of course I couldn't use it right. for the longest time so it was over a year till I used it and I decided to use it for a pedicure which <laughs> if you know me personally at all you understand is not anything that I <laughs> regularly engage in but I had this gift certificate and what am I going to do with it right so um so I went and this lovely lovely person was doing the pedicure which I just find so uncomfortable i don't like mm -hmm. people like serving me in that yeah. way and yeah. especially my feet it's just this weird biblical i don't know so um but we had this most amazing conversation and she is the mom of one and her child was i think you know nearing 10 or so and we were talking about how sad it is that the that children get older and that you know they're not babies anymore and she said she said something so profound to me that i'm still remembering it and i still think about it all the time she said well it's not supposed to last forever now friends kyle that may <laughs> seem perfectly <laughs> obvious <laughs> to anybody listening <laughs> but as somebody who <laughs> saw my life as nothing but welcoming yeah. more children into yes. my family repeatedly over and over and over until I die. <laughs> it was such an epiphany. Like, oh, <laughs> this isn't supposed to last forever. <laughs> this is actually a finite period of time. Now, let's be clear. There are some families, some amazing foster families, for whom it is a lifelong commitment. Yes. They yes. continue to welcome children into their home. They continue to welcome children into their family. I don't think that's going to be me. Yeah. It's okay to get off I guess the so, train. Right? <laughs> so she said this and I'm thinking, huh, maybe, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. This is a big moment for it's you. It's a huge moment. And not only am I maybe done, I am, I do think that I'm actually done. Um, but maybe it is time to think about what I want for me. Just as much as I'm thinking about what I want for my family and for my children. Yeah. Now I still have 
a child in foster care in my home, so I'm not done. Right. Um, but we are hoping that her adoption might be finalized uh, maybe this year. She's been in care four years, mm-hmm. so it would mm-hmm. seem reasonable. But after that, I'm thinking, I, I think I've, I've done it. Yeah. It's been 13 and a half years. That's, that is a thing. And I think that it is, it is time for different priorities. Um, on the other hand, you know, AOK really is my fifth baby. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not ever going to disappear. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to disappear, but I think the, the personal, uh, commitment and, and the commitment that my family has made, uh, might be done. That's um, and and I, this is it provides us a really wonderful chance to to transition into the upcoming AOK events here, um, but I also want to just acknowledge that that the children in your all four of them are all the ages that they've ever been, and all you will always have all of them at all of their ages, and that really hit me when you said that Andrea's uh, Andrea's. Mm-hmm. Um, us saying, which of course, I, again, I don't want to credit her if she didn't. It, I'm sure she would it's tell someone. us. It's I'm someone. I'm gonna find out in the next podcast. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna set the record. Yeah, straight. set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who else is also all ages they've ever been? The kids who have been through my home who didn't stay. Yes. And I think about them all the time. You know, there was there was amazing little baby Noah who we had for eight months. Um, who for a, a little bit of time there, you know, we thought maybe was going to be a forever part of our family. Uh-huh. And he's now six. Mm. And before that, he was five and then four and then three. But I brought him home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he was with us until he was almost nine months old. Yeah. And he lives in my heart all the time, as do all of the children who mm-hmm. have been part of my family. Um, and that doesn't just go away. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I think that one of the things that the AOK Community Closet has done for me is just remind me that 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 the the wheel keeps turning. Mm. Um, you know, the more we see people come into the community closet. I don't know that our listeners even know what the community closet. Well, is. Well, let's let's transition then. Let's talk about. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I see we have a rundown here in, uh, for this podcast, and I love it. I we have events. We have the welcome sessions to talk about. But let's update folks on what I consider one of our biggest um, accomplishments of the last couple of years, which mm-hmm. is the brick and mortar community closet in it's Agawam. Amazing. It's pretty amazing. Um, and we're going to do a whole nother podcast episode about this, um, our next episode. But I can tell you that in 2017, when I started all our kids and when I, you know, I approached you and I was like, Hey, I've got this idea. And you said, I'm in. Um, one of the thi- one of the visions that I had was this brick and mortar location where families could come in and get whatever they needed to help them maintain the commitment to foster care. And so, what is it now? Five, six years later, mm-hmm. um, in November of 2021, we actually opened a brick and mortar facility in Agawam. It's gorgeous. It is. It's really, really gorgeous. It's fun. It's really fun. It's it's beautifully decorated it's whimsical but most importantly it has clothes and gear and just everything i mean we have we have um curtains we have home decor we have books we have dvds we have toys and games we have Mm -hmm. uh backpacks we have things for uh newborns through um 18 and it is just such a wonderful community 
Um, such a wonderful resource, uh, just very, very, very exciting. And families come in, foster and adoptive families um, from anywhere in Massachusetts, come in, get whatever they need, pay us nothing, and walk out. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. And like you said, our next um, podcast episode will be dedicated to it exclusively. But if you want more information, you don't have time to listen to the next episode, go on to fosteringaok.org and you can read all about it. But I would just encourage you to listen to the next episode because we're going to go into detail uh, about that. Let's talk about the other events we have coming up. Um, One of my favorite events of the last several years was the Interskate uh, event that we held, I think now f- four times. years ago, three years ago. I think it was three years ago. And it's coming back. It was like a pandemic and a half ago. Yes, yes, it was a pandemic and a half ago. Yeah, we're, we we have a roller skating party coming up at Interskate in Wilbraham. You can keep your eyes peeled for details of that. Of course, our Facebook page is still vibrant and you can get all the details there. Um, a 5K that you and I, I know, are both hoping to run, but very have likely. training? I, that's what I was doing this morning. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on my second week nice look at you <laughs> i'm on my second run so you got me oh well i only did one last week oh okay <laughs> so today's gonna be my second run <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> uh, Sunday Fun Day 5K is going to be a lot of fun. And I love that's Keep your eyes peeled for details about that. One of my favorite parks in all of Western Mass is yeah, Stanley, Stanley Park, Park in Westfield. And it's Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-E. Just so everybody knows, there is ice cream involved. Yes. Uh, and, and so I, I would like to encourage you all um, to, to, in, to, to sign up, to participate, and also eat your ice cream before so that Marianne and I can run by you. And just, if we can cram everyone's ice cream into their bellies, you and I can race past them. That is such a good idea. I'm going to have to move some things around because the ice cream was supposed to come after, but I like where you're going with Yeah, this. yeah. Let's, I'm just, we're, uh, we're not, you know, we're not trying to do anything, uh, um, uh, everything above board. We're trying to win, Mariana and I. That's, there are going to be cash prizes for <laughs> <yes>. winners. <laughs> I can assure you Eat up. that the hardest I try to win will make no difference whatsoever. <laughs> Same. Whatsoever. <laughs> I am not going to win, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, the Tanglewood Marionettes are going to be doing some um, in Chicopee with so us. Exciting. I love. What did you say before? We're doing some significant work with some marionettes. Significant work with marionettes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I believe I saw the Tanglewood Marionettes um, at the Springfield uh, Christmas Tree Festival at the Mass Ooh, Mutual Center, nice. and they are just. I mean, it's magical. Marionettes to me. Existent. I always wanted to go to puppet shows, marionette shows. Mm-hmm. Could never find them as a kid. It's like something out of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's like exactly what it is. It's just so pure yep. and innocent and lovely. Um, I really want to say that we've had Tanglewood marionettes before at our holiday event. At Plains School. Yeah, at Plains School. I don't know if it was Tanglewood, but it was, it was some marionettes. I'm really excited about that. And the, the great, one of the most exciting things about that is that we actually had one of our uh, community members come to us and say, hey, there is some funding for doing something like this. I would love to help you guys get it. That's awesome. And she just put the grant together, submitted it, and we got it. That's so awesome. And we got funding for the Tanglewood Marionettes, um, which is going to happen at the Chicopee Public Library. And then we also got uh, the same the, the, through the same grant um, funding to bring a bunch of families to the Connecticut Science Center this summer. So we're going to have AOK Day at the mm. Connecticut Science Center. Love that place. So great. I know. Love that place I so really hard. I love it, and I have missed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am hoping that mm-hmm. this summer, you know, last year at this time, I felt like things were getting better. This year, I feel like things are getting yeah. better. But then last year, I was duped. 
I'm really hoping that yeah. I'm not, we're not going to be duped again this year. Yeah, tw- the summer of 21 felt like Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. I don't know what that means, but I believe you. you. Know, Charlie Brown always tried to kick the football, and Lucy would always yank it away, and oh. Chuck would go tumbling. She'd be like, I'm not going to pull it away, Chuck, and then whammo. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah, I always say the placeholder is the most stressful position in football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still don't really get it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the C- Connecticut Science Center, honestly, I, I, I will tell you right now what I'm going to do. I'm going to go directly from there to my favorite ballpark in the universe, Dunkin' Donuts Park, to watch the Hartford Yard Goats. I'm, I'm going to make that a full day for me, the Connecticut Science Center, A-OK Day. And right, That's basically, right, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll hit up, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yard Goats, great. <gasps> Have you I, been? No, I've never been. Best ballpark in America. Wow, wow. Le- I'm not... It, it, That's n- quite a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, totally. Puts Fenway, <laughs> Wrigley to shame. I think the Baltimore Orioles might have something to say about that. Camden Yards is wonderful. It's a top five. It's yeah. behind Dunkin' Donuts Park. Wow. It's really awesome. Okay. It's fantastic. I'm excited now. I'm excited now. And then a summer family day uh, in, in Holyoke, which yeah. I'm really excited about Holyoke as well. Holyoke Heritage State Park. And, uh, Love that place. And the Children's Museum. Yes. It'll be the merry-go-round. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Do you have... I So for me, the Holyoke Children's Museum... Mm exists i think that noise tells me everything i need to know you too had i mean we as before our children were in school the memberships to the holyoke children's museum the the twice weekly visits that we would make yeah i'm sure i'm sure we went at the same time Mm -hmm. uh, together with our families at some point we actually our neighbor won a family pass an annual family pass but her kids were older at the time and so she gave it to us oh cool and that was our introduction to the holyoke children's museum and we went all the time yes and it was so wonderful and now i have a four-year-old this is you know part of the regret of covid i have an almost four-year-old she'll be four this month who has never been yeah because we haven't been able to do those kinds of activities. I'm so excited to see like the the staff there, Susan and Diane were so wonderful they're and lovely. oh, they're just really and the the ability to 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 have a facility that is navigable and accessible and and it's not price prohibitive. That's it's what not. I love it about safe. it. Yes. You know, like I don't have to keep eyes on my children Agreed. the entire time. Agreed. Yeah, it's just, it's great. Yeah, so. we've got so much coming up. And, uh, and I think I really just want to let everyone know, keep, keep your eye on the socials. Uh, the details as they emerge will be, will be made public. And, of course, you can email us. Um, you, know, you know how to get in touch with us. Uh, you know, all of, all, of the, all of the ways. The, the info, we have an info at. Info at fosteringaok.org. Mm-hmm, that's really the best way to go. Um, sure. And then it gets to all of us. And then we have some AOK welcome sessions coming up. Yeah, so we had our first welcome session this past December, so a number of months ago. Um, we hosted 17 new foster families who are new to our community who wanted to learn about what AOK is and what other resources in our community were available to support them. And we had 12 panelists representing awesome. 12 different programs in our area. So cool. Some of which I had never even heard about, which is really exciting. Yeah. We got some really great feedback, um, both from uh, families who participated, but also from panelists Yeah, uh, learning about each other and learning about other resources that were, that were available. There were some professional uh, connections made, and um, we are hoping that this... We're, we're definitely going to continue the welcome sessions, but we're hoping that this professional community uh, grows and builds and, and really becomes a great uh, system of family support for our families. I think that's, and that is, I mean, that's been the dream all along, right? Is just becoming that, becoming the support 
that we knew was needed. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it. The welcome sessions. And, and, you know, part of this is you mentioned, you know, your journey in terms of adding to your family is likely over. But we also know there's other ways to contribute. So maybe you're listening. Maybe you're a, a, a family that is not currently welcoming um, uh, children. Maybe your journey is over. But we still need volunteers. There's a we way really that you can continue to to participate in our community, all our kids' community, and just the foster community. Um, and, and we have we have some wonderful opportunities for volunteers in AOK. We do. We have a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities. Traditionally, uh, or up until now, we've really been able to uh, recruit volunteers for particular events. And that's, of course, still a need. You know, we need volunteers to staff our events, to provide cookies to kids or to do, you know, temporary tattoos or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Um, all of those all of those events run exclusively through volunteers. But now we have our store and that is a as it turns out, quite an undertaking yeah. to run a retail space. Melissa has done. We should definitely we shout really, out. Really, <clears throat> that was on my list. Melissa has been unbelievable. Yeah. Melissa is a former board member, um, has been involved with AOK for a number of years now and is now the program coordinator of the store, but also just does a little bit of everything. She does. I mean, she does event stuff. She, does, she, she runs the store pretty much single-handedly. Um, and she is definitely in need of some volunteers. We get donations. We get an overwhelming amount of donations every week. And I am not complaining about that right. because the store only runs by donation. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we have to go through all those donations and hang them up. And, you know, and then in addition to that, we actually have to run the store. We actually have to greet customers and help uh, mm -hmm. check out their, mm -hmm. their purchase, even though there's no um, financial transaction. Um, so that opportunity, I think, um, is, is certainly something that as a volunteer, I would love to do. I would mm -hmm. love to be a part of something like that because it's so exciting. Um, but we have so many different possibilities. We have a whole website devoted to volunteer opportunities. And at the end of this month, we're launching our uh, formal volunteer program. So we're hoping to have a cohort of folks who are AOK volunteers and who are part of our organization, not just, you know, come to this event and hand out cookies, but you are part of AOK. Yeah. You are part of running AOK because AOK has historically run through volunteers. Mm -hmm. We're all, we've all been volunteers. We were a hundred percent volunteer run for almost five years. Yep. Um, and volunteers are really the backbone of our organization. So uh, we need folks to, uh, to help us plan the 5k to help us plan our, our festivals and our events and to help us to help us run this community mm -hmm. uh, in a in a in a real way. And it's a community that obviously you you aren't listening to this podcast on on accident. It's it means a lot to all of us. Um, and so I think that really gives us a nice way to wrap this episode. Um, if there's if you wanted to have any more information about any of the events, if you want to share some of your story, how did you get through COVID? Mm. Um, how are on, and I mean this in the most sincere way. How are you? I know, right? Check in with us. It has been a long time since we have seen you, and we look forward to changing that in the coming months. Whether it's at Interscape or the Sunday Fun Day 5K. Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll meet, us, meet us at the Chicopee Public Library. Because we're doing some amazing work with marionettes. Amazing work with marionettes. <laughs> Just you... <laughs> They're, Just you wait. We should be like, clear out the way, Tanglewood. Marianne and I are here. <laughs> I love that too because we're actually doing absolutely nothing. No, no, no. We, 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 we found some incredible <laughs> pros. We, we, we paid them to come and perform that's right, for us. That's right. <laughs> Although I feel like that's that's maybe how like NFL owners act. Like they pretend like they had something to do with it, and they you know really just uh. I love it. I'm gonna host, just like sign the check the trophy. Yeah, totally. totally. 
insist that you're the one wasting the I joke. have done amazing work with marionettes. Every time every time someone comes to to, to compliment one of the marionette <laughs> artists, step right in front and be thank like, you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was me. That was me. I did amazing work. I did amazing. With those marionettes. <laughs> it's the AOK podcast. She's Dr. Mariana Latovich. I am Kyle Belanger, fostering community, raising awareness, supporting families. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be back. It's great. It's so great. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.